0: The Bible declares ain't anything impossible for the God in whom we serve. And Jesus is his name. Yeah. I mean, he snatched the old earth up and wrote it back for Hezekiah, one man. A man that had a death sentence on him from God by the prophet Isaiah. Set your house in order, Hezekiah, because surely you go die. But God said, I want you to get this. This ain't the message, by the way. But I do want you to get this because it kind of ties in real good with what I'm going to preach tonight. But the Bible declared that Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and he began to weep and cry and pray to God. And this is what he said. He said, God, remember how I have walked upright before you. And God heard that prayer. Now, I'm going to deem and tell you, Hezekiah could have not been a perfect vessel. For all have sinned, but he had a perfect heart. He wanted to please God with everything within him. And God heard that. And if you would just take a day and and get your uh, strong concordance out and look up the word righteous and then begin to study those scriptures about what it says that God will do for the righteous. It would blow your mind all the things that He's willing to do for you if you really understand where you stand. See, Hezekiah stood in that that he produced. We stand robed with the righteousness of Christ. My, my, my. Who never sinned to sin. The robe that we wear. That came from our Lord. Has not got a spot. A blemish. Or a wrinkle. When the Father sees it. It looks like you are the righteousness of His Son. You know. I believe this to be true. The enemy whips us a lot. The Bible said for lack of knowledge we destroyed. And you know the problem with us is there's two people that really know us. I don't know why God's got me going down this trail but and that's God and you or God and me. The only the only two that actually knows me in the depth It's me and God. And see, the problem with that is I I see all of my faults and all of my failures. And I'm so quick to strike myself as out. Because I know me. I know my failures. But God does too. And He's got a remedy. As long as I can have a heart. I want you to hear this tonight, church. As long as you got a heart, listen. If you're trying to serve God and you're going to deem your walk with God, whether you be perfect or not, well, you just failed already. Because there is none. But I'm persuaded that through the study of the Word of God and just a walking with the Lord, that that here's what God's looking for. See. The Bible said he tries the reins of the heart. What he's looking for is, is he really your Lord? Are you really with your whole heart wanting to please him? I like the testimony of David. The Bible said that the Lord himself testified about David. and said he's a man after mine own heart. Now, David, thank God when we get to that meeting, and I'll be preaching about the meeting tonight, the next great event to happen. But when we get to that meeting, I'm going to go hunt Brother David down, and I'm going to tell him, Brother, thank God that he showed your good, your bad, and your ugly. I'm glad that the Bible ain't some kind of cover up, but it shows that David was one of the most awesome kings. But the next minute he was a murderer. The next minute he was an adulteress. The next minute he was trying to sweep everything under the rug. And and God had to send a prophet and say, Thou art the man. One some of the greatest words that David penned down that helps this old boy is this. That David encouraged himself sometimes we got to we got to break bread with ourselves sometimes we just got to get the word of god out when we feel like we nothing and we just a crank we're just a piece of sand in the crankcase of life. And we got to look in the Word and say, No, I'm not just a piece of sand in the crankcase of life. I'm the chosen of the Lord. I'm the redeemed. I'm an heir of God, of a royal priesthood. I am somebody. Not because of me, but because of Jesus. Somebody needs to hear that tonight quit trying to merit yourself based on yourself and look what the Lord has done oh that's another good oldie ain't it just look what the Lord has done he healed my body saved my soul what a God he is now I want to get back to something before I go to preaching you say man you ain't started preaching no I ain't started preaching yet." You know, I, I started talking about this. That the thing that amazes me the most about God, I mean, this is, I mean, he, all the stuff, all power, dwells in the past, the present, the future. Same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Omnipresent. David said, if I was to make my bed in hell, there he'll be a never-failing God, a faithful God, a God that we can trust. But in all the things I've ever studied about God, there's one thing that rises to the summit for me. Maybe it'll not be for you, but, but my summit and what makes my motor run. You understand? I mean that charges me, that that causes me to be like Caleb and say, Give me that mountain Amen. At 85 years old, he said, They smart giants up there. Give me the mountain. Let me go up that mountain. That's what puts the fight in me, Brother Donnie. Here it is. It's his amazing love. I can't get away from it just to to know that this great God that is everything I just proclaimed and I just barely touched upon the greatness of our God but that He loves me. He loves me. I was on my way to hell and Jesus said, I'm going to come make a way because I love you. Not because I merited it. Not because I deserved it. Because my righteousness was as filthy rags. Still is. If Jesus was to lift his robe and all I had to do was to try to contend by my flesh. But he loves me. He loves you. I mean with a love that's so great you can't even fathom. You can't comprehend. You can't understand. I've seen His love. I've seen folk live like the devil for all of their life. Won't you think about this? People say, oh, this God is trying to find a way to send me into hell, trying to find a way to judge me. So far from the truth, He's looking and working even in this hour. To reach into every crevice and every crack and every valley and every low spot and get all that he can get. It's not his will that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. I'm going to get to that, this I'm going to get to this message tonight. I know I get in here and I get so excited. Man, I'm telling you what. You want an abundant life. You serve Jesus Christ. You want some uh, adventure. No, I'm being real. I, I, I tried to look for adventure in a bottle. I tried to look for adventure in a pipe. I tried to look for adventure and and life down all kind of dead end roads but one day while looking life came walking down my dusty road and Jesus was his name and I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now wouldn't take nothing for it don't care what culture deems don't care how far they run I'm going to stick to Jesus I'm addicted. I'm addicted to this man named Jesus. Let me just tell you a little bit about my day. He never fails to amaze me. You don't ever know what the Lord's going to do. And I tell everybody and everywhere I go, if he can use me, he can use anybody. That's the truth. My son sent me a text. He said, Dad, you want to go to the usual? We go up and eat Mexican. A lot of times at lunch, he works at Tech, and I work over at Warm Hearth. I said, yeah, sure, son. I said, listen, when you get there, go on in there and get us a table because it's a little bit before lunch. And I said, they'll be coming in there like flies, man. Get us a table and hold up till we get there. So I got in the vehicle and headed that way, and got up in the parking lot and parked. And I knew he was in there sitting at the table. So I got out and headed in. All I had on my mind was a taco. Whew. Give me, yeah, I love him. Th- give me, give me an extra taco. Don't y'all tell Deborah I got an extra taco. Well, I made it about halfway through to get in the restaurant. And out come a man running across the parking lot. And he said, sir, he said, I've been waiting for you to come to this restaurant. I don't know how many days uh, he had pulled up in the parking lot uh, waiting for me to come. But he said, I'm demon-possessed, uh, and I know uh, that you can help me out. Would have had something to help folk out. Would have something on the inside to help folk. I recognized the boy. I knew him. He done got to messing in black magic and, and boasting about demons and 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 I couldn't even walk around this man until this anointing would cause him to spur up and act out. Didn't even want to be around him. But I had to try to plant some seeds. What's a soul worth, anyhow? I figure it's worth a lot if my Jesus was willing to leave heaven for one soul. And I looked him in the eye and I said, Sir, he said, I have went to another church and I told him what was going on. See, what was going on was he would got to messing with demons and he thought they would be his buddy. But later on I'd find out that they had done turned on him and they were trying to choke him in the midst of the night. My God, it's real or it's not. And he said, they're trying to kill me. He said, I took all the books. I took everything that I've been toying with. I put it in a fire and I burn it. And I've been calling upon Jesus, but I can't get nowhere. He said, I'm even afraid to go to sleep. He said, I need some help. He said, I've been to other churches, one of the biggest churches in our area. I'll not put a name on it. He said, they told him, it's just in your head. There's no such thing. But the boy had sense enough to pull the Bible out and show him if there's no such thing, then why was Jesus casting out devil? And they run the boy off. Man, did I ever feel Jesus? Don't mess around here unless you got him on your side. Don't even try to do nothing unless you feel him. Unless you know the master's on board. I told him, I said, Matt. I said, it do you no good for me to cast the devils out of you by the authority of the name of Jesus uh, unless you plan on uh, getting hooked up with Jesus. I said, cause your house to just be cleaned. And That thing we cast out will go get seven more. It's worse. And they'll come to utterly destroy you. church, if there's ever an hour that we better seek God to walk in power it's the hour that we're now living in. Game day's over honey. We now at the coming of the door at the coming of the Lord I said if you're serious he said I'm serious he said I don't know what else to do He said, I've tried to pray it out myself. He said, the thing's trying to kill me. He said, it feels like stuff's crawling on me at night. He said, I wake up and I can't breathe. Something's choking me. By his name. By faith in his name. He thought... He, he was so confused. He thought there had to be some kind of seance. Some kind of great ceremony. I said, Matt, it don't take nothing but the name of Jesus. And at the mention of his name, then things will leave. He said, please help me. My friend, he didn't leave the same way he came. Give Jesus a cheer in this house. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. There's a stirring. Listen to what I'm telling you. There's a great stirring in the spiritual world. It's God beginning to move up on this globe once again to manifest himself. Before he's done, it'll be undeniable. Even unto the atheist. Woo! Oh, Jesus. Help me, Lord. I thought I'm going to run back to Warm Hearth. I'm going to get all my stuff called up. And I'm going to the house. Going to the study chamber going to get on my knees and seek the one that I need. Just like today, I told him, I said, Lord, I can't preach. I can't spell right. I can't speak right. I need you, Jesus. Ain't nothing ever going to happen in no service in this world unless he's in it. Got back to the parking lot at Warm Hearth. And another man came. Man, it's been crazy today. Lord, just let it keep getting crazier and crazier and crazier. I'm all right as long as it brings Jesus' glory. As long as it's helping somebody long as it's defeating the powers of hell and building the kingdom of God, then, Lord, keep purifying me and making me meet for your use that I might do something for my Jesus. He's a man that works for me, and his son is about 35 years old, and he worships the devil. And, he, and his daddy come to me, tore all to pieces. And we prayed about it, and some instruction came. But his daddy said, he's dead set on serving Satan. I said, you keep praying. I said, you can lead the son, you can lead a horse to water, but you ain't got the power to make that horse drink. But I tell you what, I know a man, his name's Jesus. He can make the horse drink. Yes, he can. It's a fearful thing to be put in the hands of a living God. Woo! When God won't turn you loose. I know what it's like living like a heathen. And my grandmother down up on her knees calling my name unto Jesus. Brother Jerry, she put me in the hands of a living God. Every time I turned around, I couldn't even have a good time. Yeah. Thank God she did. I told Brother Al, I said, we're going to pray that God get a hold of him. Wasn't wasn't too long ago he come weeping and crying. And he said, it's getting worse. I said, I told you, it's going to get darker before the dawn. But keep on touching Jesus. Just keep on loving Him. Just love Him and love Him and pray and pray. He come weeping and crying. He said, My son and his wife are having a baby. They come boasting how the doctors and how they had taught the doctors Into inducing labor on Halloween. And they were celebrating that. And how that it was supposed to storm on the 31st. And how it's just going to glorify that that they served. My friend, if you don't think there's darkness in our land if you don't think there's a world that needs the light of Jesus, amen, to show up, you badly mistaken. If we don't go get them, they ain't coming. He said, go into the highways and hedges and compel them to come into his house. I told him, I said, Brother Al, don't get discouraged, my brother. Keep on loving him. Don't beat him down. Don't try to do anything except love him. If he asks for some direction, give it to him. If he don't, don't beat him down. Love him. Love him right where he's at. Pray for him. He said when that, they was giving birth to that baby, that baby, the cord had wrapped around its neck four times. And the baby was dead. And at that man's lowest point, he didn't even know who to pray to. But he said, if they be a God out there, if you will help me, if you will save my baby. He told his daddy, he said, Daddy, all I could think about was how you and mom prayed. Under this God, as He called out, He said, "If they be a God, God moved, God's turned, God's softening up that heart." He, he, Al, come to me, and said, "Brother, what am I to do?" I said, "You go and tell him to call back out upon that God." And ask him to reveal himself unto him. That's the love Jesus has. An atheist, a devil worshiper, Jesus still loves him. I can't get away from it. I think about myself and how unworthy to be loved that I was sometimes that I am but He just keeps loving me you reckon that's an adventurous life I tell you when you walk with Jesus I'm just boasting on Jesus I stand in amazement that He would even consider to even consider to just let me be a part of anything like that, I could sit and tell you story after story after story. I'm going to encourage you with this, and I got to get to the message. If somebody, maybe more than one, under the sound of my voice tonight, and you just feel so unworthy. You love Jesus, but you really just don't feel that you measure up to a place that what God would use you in anything like that, even to the point sometimes you feel as if your prayers fall on death ears. Because you just feel the enemy's done beat you down so bad, but but if you just knew the truth. Of his love and how his ear is inclined to your cries. How that the master's eyes watch you continually. I'm going to tell you this. There was a lady named Catherine Kuhlman. Anybody ever heard of her? She was beat down like that. I have to fight it all the time myself. I do. It seems like I know not to try to measure myself. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, it's just natural. I'm measuring myself. It's like, man, I just don't measure up. I'm way down here. Catherine Kuhlman told the Lord, said, i got not one thing to offer you. There's some folk under the sound of my voice and that's you. That's how you really feel. That Lord, I I truly got nothing to offer you. But here's what Catherine Coleman said. I've only got one thing and it's my love. See, that's all God's looking for. He's not looking for your talents, your skills, What you have, your smarts, your good looks, he's looking for your love. That's what he's looking for. He took that woman and used her. And of the ladies, I don't know of any other lady anywhere close to our day. That had a ministry like Catherine Coleman. Honey if you'll give God a chance. If you will just give Him a chance. If you'll consecrate yourself unto the Lord. He'll use you. He'll give you an abundant life. A living hope of everlasting life. He'll make life worth living for you. The supernatural will show up everywhere you go. I asked that boy today I said, Young man, why did you mess with those demons? I said, I told you, and I told you, and I told you not to toy with that mess. He said, I thought they'd be my friends. I said, there's a scripture in the Bible that'll give you all you need to know about demons and devils. This world. The thief, John ten ten, The thief cometh but to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said in the same verse, I've come that you might have life that more abundant. I want the person listen. I gotta disobey God. I want the person that God's dealing with under the sound of my voice tonight to just make up your mind. I'm gonna sell out to Jesus. Now go hold hands with the world hold hands with Jesus. He give His all. What will you give Him? What will you give Him? The Bible said very plainly, He that's not willing to take up His cross and follow after Him is not worthy of Him. I wouldn't take nothing from a journey. I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. I got a friend that sticks closer than a brother. It's never let me down. I can truly sit here and tell you that tonight. Jesus has never let me down. And I'll be honest and tell you, he didn't always come when I wanted him to come. But he was always right on time. friend and stick her closer than a brother. All right, i got to do it. Listen, if I was to title the message, I'm going to try my best not to keep you long tonight. If I was to title the message, it'd be get heaven on your heart. Get heaven on your heart. Let it be real unto you. It changed your life. I said it will change your life. Let's break some bread. Thank you, Brother Keith. I'm going to hang around this and right here so some of that might rub off on me. Give Jesus a cheer in this house. I thank God for men and women. Both of them pay the price you can believe they've paid a price i don't know by the natural but by the spirit i can discern it i know these things listen if you got your bibles let's just roll them open to second thessalonians chapter 2 and we're going to do some reading and before we do, here's what I want to, I just want to say this. In our Christian walk, you know, I hear all of these folk talking about meditation. I mean, some of these weird things that people do. And don't get mad at me when I say this, because somebody will probably, this yoga, and they, they talk about meditation. And to a degree, ain't anything wrong with it. But there is a degree that it takes you into brain worship, brain washed. It's a mess. It's a a mess. But there is a thing that we can meditate upon, and it's the Word of God, the truth of God. And see, faith cometh by hearing. And hearing the Word of God. And there's a lot of things that the church knows by their brain, but it's not drifted down into their heart uh, in a place uh, where it becomes alive and it becomes real. If I was to go through the religious sectors and religious systems that are in the rim of this earth, They say, yes, I believe in heaven. But the reality of it is, it's just a thought. I believe that that Toyota out there, when I turn the key, is going to fire up and take me home. But it has no power, just because I believe that, to change my life. But There's certain things in the Word of God, really, all of them have an effect, some more so than others. And we live in a world, in a culture, that they literally believe that there's no such thing as absolute truth. And that is the great lie of Lucifer that has captivated... Our culture and this lie that has moved up on the scene has even crept behind many pulpits across our land, and they preaching contrary to the doctrines of that King James Bible. And so, what they say is whatever a man believes to be true becomes truth unto them God almighty told me I asked the Lord one time I sought the Lord one time trying to get a revelation of how that Lucifer and his demons begin to take our culture a Christian nation that was reared upon and God we trust upon having a relationship with the true and the living God and God said son he convinced the people there is no such thing as absolute truth so then they could build their lives upon what they thought was truth and think that they was okay But it was the shifting sands that would end up costing them. My friend, if you're building your life for heaven's sake, don't build it upon a lie. Build it upon the sure word of God because you can rest assured that storms are coming. But if you've built upon the sure foundation of God, Even if they vehement, you shall stand. Because the Word of God is sure. The Bible declares that heaven and earth will pass away, but His Word will stand. If there's anything you can build upon, it's the Word of God. There ain't anything that that just burns me flat up is to go about something believing something, to come to find out it's a lie. Somebody telling you we for you, we with you, all the way. Next thing you know, see you hang around a little while, and the truth uh, has just got a way uh, to bubble to the top. Especially when there's a gift of discernment. Sometimes I tell the Lord, I wish I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Got a dagger. You know, an angel of light. It's what Lucifer comes as. So, see, I found out in life uh, that relationships uh, is one of the most important things uh, that affects a man in this life your relationship with God, now you can trust Him. You can can stake your soul on Him. But these relationships uh, take effort. Amen. And so maybe you... You want a friend, and, and you got wisdom to know that if you go walk with somebody, you gotta walk with somebody that's walking the path you're walking. If you want to be serve God, work with some, walk with somebody that's serving God. If you want the deep things of God, get around some folks that's deep in God. I like an old saying, a preacher said, you want to be an eagle, but I see you down in the turkey pen. And if you want to be an eagle, you got to hang around eagles. Otherwise, you go begin to scratch around and act like an old turkey. And it's just the truth. You hang around it long enough, you'll become it. Listen back to the message. So we need to... Heavily meditate upon truth, the Word of God. We need to do it so much until it becomes a reality in our being. Not just some kind of fly by, drift by, I'm going to catch the next boat floating. Just float down the river and hope I make it. No, we got to begin to build upon the truths of God until it becomes real. The one point I want to drive home tonight, because I know this to be true, if heaven will truly become real to you, it'll change your life. Let me read some more. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Listen, now. now we beseech you, brethren, By the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto Him. Oh, what a day it's going to be. I don't know about you. uh, Maybe you're not excited about it. uh, But I'm looking. uh, I'm longing uh, for the coming uh, of my Jesus. I I done found out uh, this old world is a wilderness full of trouble trials and hurts and pains and difficulties. Oh wait I go in here to reading what Paul said. I think heaven done got in Paul's heart. If the Lord told me Whitlock the last soul that has been saved that's going ever come in my kingdom is in. You can push a button and come home any time you want. About one nanosecond. I said about one nanosecond. I'd hit that thing. We'd be gone. It's so real to me that I lived in a little mobile home just over the hill. And one night, uh, long about 1 o'clock, this has been many years ago, but I never will forget it because heaven is on my mind. Me coming face to face uh, with Jesus is on my mind. And all of a sudden, Brother Mike, I heard some great noise in the sky. Long about one, 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, I jumped up out of the bed. I thought the rapture was taking place. I tell you, is it on your heart? Are you l- really looking for the coming of Jesus? Are you looking for your master? I wrapped that cover around me, and I run out on the porch, and I begin to look. I begin to pray say, Lord, don't forgive me, Jesus. I mean, I'm serious. I'm looking for Jesus to come anytime. The Bible said the man that has this hope in himself purifieth himself. When heaven is real, and you know at any given time Jesus could come. Then you will make up your mind like the parable of the ten virgins that they was all representing Christians. Ten virgins. Five wise. Five foolish. Five with their lamps full of oil, full of the Holy Ghost. Their wicks trimmed and burning and shining the light of Jesus ever where they went. Five just playing games. Five just wants to join some kind of religious system. Five just like Brother Keith preached. They just want the name. Just give us the name. We'll not eat your bread. We'll not take your garments. When the bridegroom came, five left with him. And five missed the rapture. Said they'd be two in the field. One would leave and one would stay. i got to read. I guess I'm happy. And it's just in here. I can't help it. Let's do some reading. Woo! Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, And by our gathering together unto Him that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us. Somebody done sent something and act like it was from them. As that that the day of Christ is at hand or even don't believe that it's done happened. Let no man deceive you by any means. There's lacks in churches all over the land because heaven's not in their heart. They're not expecting Him to come. But He said in the day and hour that you think not the Son of Man shall come. Mm. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God and that is worshiped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. My friend, let me tell you something. Folks say, when, amen, with a great tribulation, Or the tribulation begin to take place. I'll tell you when it's going to start. When they sign that peace treaty with Israel. See, that thing's got a timeline. You hearing what I'm saying? Because the Bible said after they sign it, three and a half years in. Then another three and a half. What Paul was trying to tell him: when you see the Antichrist set up his rule and reign in Israel, then you can know that the coming of the Lord has done come and has done gone. I believe we at the door, folk. I believe on a whole I believe on the majority, and I'm not trying to beat the church down for heaven's sake. I want them to wake up. But on the whole, they're not even looking for the coming of the Lord. They're more worried about whether they're going to impeach Trump. They ain't even give thought to whether the King of Glory might show up on the scene at any time whether they're ready or not. I'm looking for the king to come. He that hath this hope within him purifieth himself. In other words, he prepares himself. Jesus is coming for a bride that hath made herself ready without spot, blemish, or wrinkle. There ain't nothing can do that but the blood of Jesus. We got such loose preaching until these folk in religious systems that feel they can live any way they want to live and make it but be not deceived. Come out from among them, saith the Lord, and be ye holy, for I am holy. The Bible declares only he that does the will of my father shall enter in. If he's Lord, let him be Lord. If he's Lord, obey him. I'll give you a I'll give you a little story in the Bible that to me it mirrors the religious world that we're living in. When there's lost and dying souls, every day hell is enlarging itself while the church plays games. Folk demon possessed dying and going to hell. While across this land, they sit on padded pews, and I want to go take her church sign down. And I want to put up, this is the nicest country club you ever seen. Because Jesus is no more their Lord than a man in the moon. They no more would obey him if he told them to do something than a man in the moon. If you want life, it's only found in Jesus Christ. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father except by me. Life. Every one of us is looking for it. If you'll get heaven in your heart, if you'll get heaven in your sights, if you're deemed and determined and get a made up mind that above everything, I got to make it to heaven. I don't know about y'all, but I lost a lot of friends trying to make it to heaven. I've lost a lot of family members trying to make it to heaven. I'll tell you something's going to upset you, but I'm... This is how much I want to make it to heaven. And how much, you know, there is something greater than making it to heaven. Now, Wendy's looking at me funny now, brother. It's taking somebody else with you. You hear me? We got to come out from among them, folk. We got to stand for what the Lord stands for we got to love righteousness and hate evil. We can't keep company with that junk. The devil's tearing up our world. This little mother and this little father, next thing you know this little boy wants to be a girl. Can you see what a rock and a hard place that puts mom and daddy in? But you gotta make a stand. Folks say, why? Well, I got them right in my own family. Hey, Amen, Walls. Maybe, maybe y'all's family's a lot better than my family. But I refuse. You might frown at me, but I'm gonna give you an explanation. I refuse to fellowship with them. If you think they go come and sit down and eat turkey with me, you're wrong. You say, "Well, brother, you're supposed to love everybody. I do love them. I pray for them. but I'm not going to put one ounce of approval on the way that they're living in front of my kids and in front of my grandkids uh, and in front of my family and in front of my friends. uh, I'm going to mark that that's good, good, and I'm going to mark that that's sin, sin. You might not like me after that, but it's the truth anyhow. I'll go out and witness and bring as many as I can into the house of God. Amen, Walt, because that's where they need to be. And to me, I'm not not beating that and bashing that. I'm just bashing sin because it's taking men's souls to hell. Hell is real, and men do go there. I said hell is real, and men do go there. And I got the answer to the ticket of how to miss hell and make heaven your home. You say, Brother Whitlock, why couldn't you just preach something sweet tonight? Undoubtedly because you don't need something sweet. Listen, get heaven in your sights, I want to read a couple. Mo, I'm trying my best. Okay, listen. We need we need the truth that God has given us everlasting life in an everlasting heaven, and that's the prize. But the icing on the cake is we get to be there with Jesus. David said this one single thing have I deserved above all things that I might dwell in the house of the Lord forever. i got to get there. He's made a way. I didn't have to work for it. I didn't have to earn it. But it was so important that Jesus did. Gave his life. Up on Galgotha, up on an old rugged cross. He give everything for you, church. He give everything for me. What am I willing to give to him? What do I have to offer him to serve him the best I can? That's all I got, Sister Jones. I got no talents. I can't sing like Keith Lingus or Paul Robinson or preach like Pastor Lee or Keith. All I can do is have a heart that says, Lord, I want to live the best I can according to your will and your way. I want to serve you. I want to obey you. Oh, what a life it's been. If I was to take a, if I was to take a, if I was to ask the question, y'all would probably all fail. If I just asked you a question, this is just talking about me to show you. How many of y'all think I've passed the English, man? If I just said some, how many really in your mind say, ain't no way that character passed English? <laughs> he makes up words. He can't pronounce stuff right. He doesn't say it, he can't read good. Ain't no way. I did, but it, I don't think it's really because I passed. I think the teacher just didn't want to put up with me another year. You said, pointing at you, men use in the same club, Brother Jerry. Hit it there, bro. Woo! We need heaven in our heart. Can I tell you something? If you get heaven in your heart, You won't cheat your brother. If you get heaven in your heart, you'll not hold unforgiveness against those that did wrong to you. If you get heaven in your heart, you'll you'll not be revengeful. You'll return good for their evil. If you get heaven in your heart, you'll love your enemies. If you get heaven in your heart, you'll be the husband that God wants you to be. If you get heaven in your heart, you'll be the wife of Proverbs 31 woman that God wants you to be. If you get heaven in your sights, you'll be the dad he's called you to be. If you get heaven in your sights, you'll be the mom he's called you to be. If you get heaven in your sights, you will obey God on every point. You'll set yourself up. For the baptism of the Holy Ghost. If you get heaven in your sight. Why you say that brother? Because Acts chapter 5 verse 32 declares he gives his spirit to those that obey him. If you get heaven in your sight it will change your life. If you get heaven in your sights, you will begin to purify yourself through the reading of God's Word, through the washing of His blood, through His Spirit. If you get heaven in your sights, you'll be the witness Jesus wants you to be. If you'll set your goal to be heaven, you can encourage Listen, ain't there something the Lord said, talking about his coming, said, encourage, encourage each other by this, that he's coming again. Get a bring courage. Now Deborah's gonna pick at me because the way I said courage. Okay, I think they done got me because the way I said you need to be washed. I mean, come on. I told y'all, the English teacher was just glad to get rid of me. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. The workday is soon to be over, church. We must work while it's day because night is coming when no man can work. If you're going to do something for the man that gave his life up on Calvary's cross, you better get busy because we're nigh unto his coming. I believe that. With all of my soul, with every fiber of my being, I see the shifting. Oh, preacher, you're trying to tell us when Jesus is coming. No, no man knows the day nor the hour. But I got a sense that it's the season. I said I got a sense uh, that it's the season. Get heaven in your sights. The workday's almost over. Amen. It's not a whistle that's going to stop the workday. I hear that thing over at the arsenal. it even give you, give them guys, I guess, like 15 minutes before it's actually blown for it to stop. You're not going to get a whistle. You're going to get a trump. I said the trump of God's going to sound. What a day it's going to be. Let me just read that one little thing. I'm going to do my best to close. See, I I know when I come in here on Wednesday, I'm just preaching to the choir. But I'm going to stir you the best I can. If i got to make you mad to stir you, I'll make you mad. I will. As long as the Lord's all right with it. Because I want you to be all you. Listen, I never will forget going to a revival. Lee Stiltner come out and he looked me square in an the eye. And that's what he told me, Brother Keith. My goodness, it's been probably 15 years ago. He said, son, I need you to be the best you can be. He didn't stop there. And he looked back at me. and He said, I need to be the best I can be for you. See, we bound up in this thing together. No big eyes and little you's. Ever what the Lord's given you to do, do it with all of your might. I'm just going to close here because I can't close. Man, this, this thing's so good. I hope it's been a blessing to you. I want to encourage you with these words, okay? It's going to take just a few minutes, and I'm not even going to ask for how many will give me five minutes because last time I asked that, nobody raised their hand. And Brother Angle raised his, and he said, I'm going to give you two minutes. And when the apostle says you ain't got but two minutes, you better quit in two minutes. I want you to remember this church. Not everybody's a preacher. Not everybody's an evangelist. Not everybody's a Sunday school teacher. Not everybody's a missionary. But everybody that comes into this kingdom is a minister. And everybody has a purpose. And everybody has a calling. And everybody has giftings. And I want to tell you this, and then I'm going to explain myself. Ever what the Lord's given you to do, do it with all your might. Don't just, and don't accept to just be there. Because the Apostle Paul said he pressed for the high call of God. I want to encourage you, no matter he might have you mowing the grass or making apple butter. Whatever what he's got you doing, you be the best apple butter maker you can be. You trim the grass the best you can. You vacuum the rug. You preach as best you can. Play. But press for the high call. But remember what I'm going to tell you right now. When David and his 600 men Came back to the city Ziglag and found it burnt, and all the ladies, all the wives, all the children, all the spoil had been taken by the enemy. And David prayed and said, Shall I pursue? And the Lord said, Pursue, and thou shalt recover all. It's something about if you'll just put a little effort and depend upon God. That's the only way I can function. I know me, I know my abilities. But listen, here's what I want you to hear. So as they set forth to obey God and do all that God had commanded them to do, just as He's commanded, He does, He has not asked. He commanded us to go for the He give us a great commission to go for souls. While in an altar, probably 15, 20 years ago, God spoke to me and said, Son, go for the harvest. And by the help and grace of God, we've seen thousands come to Jesus. The only reason I'm here, if he can make a donkey to speak, he can use me. And he did make a donkey to speak. And he is using me, but it's got nothing to do with me. It's got everything to do with him. Those 600 men took off to regain what was stolen. Can I tell you, every person on this globe uh, that's outside of the covenant, uh, hell is stolen because it's not God's will uh, that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Uh, It's his will that they be saved. so God commissioned to go and to recover all. But on the way, 200 of them couldn't make it another step. The Bible said if they was to try, they would have fainted on the way. And David said, you just stay here by the brook called, I call it bizarre. Bazaar. I can't pronounce some of them words. I'm just being honest. Hey, doesn't change how much I love Jesus when I owed up. Doesn't change how much he loves me either. If I couldn't pronounce nothing, if I know nothing but just him, it'll be all right. I'm tired of letting the devil think he got a foothold to drive somebody's head in the ground when Jesus said, I'm the lifter up of your head. Them 200 men said, we can't go no more. And David said, you stay here and guard the stuff. And then 400 men went in. And the Bible declared from the rising of the sun to the setting of the sun, David and his men slew, killed them. There was only a, a portion of them that, that survived, and they was young men that had enough sense to get on the camels and get out of Dodge. That's the true story. Not to Dodge, but to get on the camels and get gone. David recovered all, and not just all, but their spoil. And on the way back, taking the spoil. How many know that we are to bear forth fruit, much fruit? Therein is the Father glorified. We to be obeying Him, and as we obey Him, I guarantee you'll be producing fruit. Because it's Him in you. He that's within us is greater than he that's in the world. It's crazy. God wants me to do something for him, but it's God in me doing something for God. Now explain that. When those 400 men that had all the spoil, all the reward, how many know that there's crowns awaiting the body of Christ? A soul winner's crown, a righteous crown, so forth and so on. Rewarded because of the works that we've done while we're here in time, not saved by works. Rewarded at the judgment seat of Christ because what we did. J.C., you just looking all happy of her. She she knows she got a lot of reward coming. I mean, she just sitting over there grinning from ear to ear. Here's what I want you to hear, and I'm gonna close. So when they got back to them 200 men, the Bible declared that there was an evil man there. And the evil man told David, said, David, these 200 that didn't go, they ain't getting none of the spoil. They didn't go, they ain't getting it. David said, God forbid, for that that God has given us shall be equally divided among those that win and those that stay. So what I want to tell you is this. I want you to think about this. If you sowed a dollar into this church, if you're a member of this church, every soul that's been saved, you got a part in it. Think about that. Every person that's been healed, you got a part in it because you supported this work. The missionary that this church supports that's on the mission field, winning souls. If if you supported it, if you're a member, you supported it in prayers, maybe tithes, maybe offerings, maybe support of another kind, then you got a reward just as the missionary. We used to tell them when we was going to India, And when we go again, we'll tell them, Help us to go. Because it'll be as if you're on the platform preaching the gospel yourself. Count yourself in. Them 200 got exactly what the men got that went and got it. Say amen, Walls.